From MPB Think Radio, this is Deep South Dining, the show all about the culture of Southern flavor. Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. With the school year underway and the days that seem to be getting shorter and busier than ever, who has time to cook a healthy and delicious meal for your family? Well, you do. We want you to ditch the drive through today as we focus on those quick and tasty meals that are family-friendly and easy to prepare after a long day of work and school. Also, if you have a recipe from your kitchen that works, make sure you tell us about it. Call us at one eight seven seven mpb ring Our phone number is one 672 7464 or you can send an email. It's food at mpbonline.org. You're listening to Deep South Dining from MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. This is Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. While the school year is underway and the days seem to be getting shorter and busier than ever, so who has time to cook a healthy and delicious meal for their family? Well, you do. We want you today to ditch the drive through We're going to focus on quick and tasty meals that are family-friendly and easy to prepare after a long day of work and school. If you have a recipe that fits that description, give us a call this morning. The phone number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one 672 7464, or you can send an email to food at mpbonline.org. So good morning, Deborah. Hope that you're doing well this morning. Good morning, Kevin. I am doing absolutely fantastic. Um, I had an amazing weekend. I went out to Livingston this weekend, Kevin, and uh, had a really great time. And while I was there, I actually fell in love. Oh, oh. (laughs) (laughs) There was this most beautiful little boy there, Kevin, not quite two years old. His name is Grayson. Good morning, Grayson. And um, I looked up and I was eating my food, and there's this adorable baby throwing me kisses. (laughs) And I thought, why couldn't he be like 55 already? (laughs) But, yeah, it was an amazing weekend. The food was fantastic. It was beautiful. You know, over the weekend, and so yeah, I'm happy girl. Uh, I went to visit the Grammy Museum, Mississippi, in Cleveland this weekend. I saw the pictures. Uh, but uh, <clears throat> uh, for lunch, my brother had come in uh, from Florida, so we we took the trip up to the Delta for lunch uh, on a a um, recommendation from um, Mary Margaret Miller, who hosts our show. Um, Jeez, um, uh, <laughs> next stop Mississippi on Friday that tells you about great things to do in the state of Mississippi. She recommended a place called Hey Joe's in Cleveland for lunch. It was a burger place. It was really good. The hamburger was was nice, well done. It was all in the bun so that it didn't fall apart. You could eat it. Wow. The onion rings were delicious. I mean, just they were very lightly battered, very very sweet onions, and for dessert. A deep-fried chocolate moon pie with caramel sauce and powdered sugar. Boy, bye. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds fantastic. Hi, Joe. (laughs) So, yeah, it was really, really good. And and, um, 
So the waitress, you know, I said, well, do you have any dessert? And she says, well, we only have one thing. And then when she described it, we're both like, we'll take one of those. So wow. it was really, really very good. And like I said, the, the hamburger was great and the onion rings were, were just outstanding. So uh, if you're in Cleveland or ever go through Cleveland, I would certainly highly recommend Hey Joe's uh, for a great burger. Uh, it was a, a great place. It's, it's a, a live music venue. So it's a place to eat lunch. It's a place to go to a bar and listen to some great music. And also, uh, my brother brought a record album there, so they sell records there as well. So it was uh, it was a great uh, afternoon. And again, thanks to Mary Margaret for that uh, recommendation. So it certainly uh, did well. And the Grammy Museum, you know, the more and more we're, we're getting interactive uh, exhibits and things at the museum. So it was a lot of fun. And they do have a lot of highlight on the Mississippians who have uh, won Grammys and that sort of thing. So it was a fun trip altogether. And from Jackson, you know, just a couple hours up into the Delta, my brother had never seen the Mississippi Delta before, so that was an wow. interesting experience for him, too. So, Well, I actually love Cleveland, Mississippi. I have not been to Hey Joe's, but I'm going to Cleveland this weekend, so I will. I normally eat at the Senator's Place, and it's a soul food restaurant, Kevin, and they kind of do buffet style, and it's just got all these yummy, yummy things on the buffet, but I can't wait to go to Hey Joe's. Yeah. I like the name. You know, it's just <laughs> like, you know, you say it really sexy, like, Hey Joe. <laughs> Also, an RC Cola, which I had not had in a, in a while. So that was good, Are you too. serious? Yep. Moon Pies and RC Cola. <laughs> now, how Southern is that? The only thing that's missing <clears throat> is a stage plan. <laughs> that's fantastic. Uh, so you brought in uh, something, uh, you know, again, we always talk about the idea of food being uh, visual as well as uh, taste, uh, uh, tasty, tasting, the, the sense of the taste buds. But, boy, what a what a wonderful presentation. You made some... I guess watermelon jello, but it's actually in the watermelon uh, shell. Oh, yeah, Kevin. This this is, you know, we're talking about getting these kids back to school, and I wanted to bring in some things today that were quick and easy. So, of course, we brought in the casserole, and we'll talk about that later. But the watermelon, Kevin, you know, I love the idea of being able to, you know, use the whole uh, item, whether it's a vegetable or a fruit. The watermelon rind serves as a perfect dish. And so the only thing I did was I scooped out all of the melon, gave a nice little carving to it because I'm always looking for that visual presentation. And then I made this wonderful two-part Jello topping. The first part is we took um, two packs of uh, Jello. One is um, traditional strawberry Jello, and the other one is this blue Jello uh, by Crush. And you mix the two together and get this really beautiful color. And then you take the watermelon juice and a little bit of um, grape juice and you use it instead of using the water and you mix that all in and you do your first layer and you let it chill. And then your second layer, Kevin, is it's just a little bit of Cool Whip, a little sweet condensed milk. You blend it together. You uh, add just a little bit of gelatin in that as well. You do your second layer. And then I sprinkled it with uh, some candy cane colorful candies that's been crushed almost to a powder and some pecans and then we did the flowers to float it out like a nice little boat it makes for a great centerpiece but the kids love it because they get to you know put their hands on it and they get to do it and if you can imagine the little ones you say to them you know if you be really sweet at school today when you come home this is going to be your treat so you avoid the ice cream you get to have this wonderful treat. It's really decadent, and it's really easy to make. And so <clears throat> there are actual bits of watermelon in there as well. Is that absolutely. right? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, there are no seeds in it. And we, you know, we took careful uh, you know, time to take the seeds out. But literally, uh, along with the watermelon juice, I just wanted the, to you to be able to taste those little bites of watermelon. Uh, and so it was a lot of fun to make. You chill it 
uh, for about uh, 30 to 35 minutes the first time, and then you put the second topping on, and you can leave it overnight and tell the kids when they get home from school. It's a wonderful, wonderful treat. And it makes great for a brunch or, you know, lunch and a few serving your friends, your girlfriends hanging out with you. You know, one of my things uh, is uh, watermelon sorbet. And to me, this is a similar thing. I, I don't know. It seems like when you make a watermelon dish like that, it really does intensify the, the watermelon flavor because it really has a, a fresh, uh, you know, watermelon taste to it and, and just a, a, a chill. You know, that's the other thing uh, with the heat we've been having. Well, you come home to that. That's a great uh, after-school snack, a, a good way to cool off after a long, hot day at school. Unless you're the mom like me that was at <laughs> home all day and the kids go home and they go, where's the treat, mom? And I probably ate it already. I don't know. <laughs> so we're going to be talking about, you know, quick meals, healthy meals, things that you can uh, prepare for you and your family uh, so that you don't have to run through the drive through And it's a good chance. So we've often talked on the show about uh, the opportunity to get together with your family at dinner time and, and talk about how your day went. And that sort of thing, and just in you know, just some good quality family time together. And I think with a home cooked meal, that certainly uh, adds to that. And again, it's not everybody reaching into a bag and pulling something out, but you're getting a good uh, meal. So if uh, you'd like to call in this morning with your suggestions and your maybe you have a favorite memory from when you were growing up, what 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 you used to eat uh, when the family got together for dinner, give us a call. The phone number is one eight seven seven MPB ring. You can call us at one eight seven seven six seven two. 7464. Send an email to food at mpbonline.org. Before the break, we'll talk to Kathleen in Osaka. Good morning, Kathleen. Hey, Kathleen. Good morning. morning. Y'all are getting too doggone popular for your britches. (laughs) (laughs) I tried to get in. It's, It's, you know how they say great minds think alike? I, in that old cookbook I was telling you about, Deborah, I found the oddest recipe for biscuits. Wow. When we started talking about biscuits, I was trying, and my fingers just couldn't. <laughs> but I wanted you all to listen to this. This is a recipe that's from, I guess, the mid-1800s or so. And it was uh, in this cookbook, a little girl kept asking her mother and her grandmother, why do you do this? How does this work? And all they could tell her, she grabbed a spoon, made a hole in the center of the flour, took a pinch of salt from the salt box hanging behind the wood stove, sprinkled it in the hole, and then it said, a pinch of baking soda sprinkled on top the salt. Stir them up, mix the flour in the hole. And then she said, scoop up. She scooped a lump of lard and worked it into the flour. Now, I just want you to know, I could never make biscuits like that. (laughs) When I first moved up here, I tried to get directions, and they told me, well, go down to the first blacktop. Well, I looked and looked, and there was not one blacktop around. The roads all looked gray. (laughs) I thought I was miscommunicating what I needed. I didn't know that the blacktops are really gray. So when you cook the flour and all that stuff, it was just hilarious to me to see what they had to go through. Hmm. But I'm going to give you a real quick um, meal, and this is this is sort of simple. I eat nothing to it. It's um, a little off the wall for me, but it's very good. By the ramen noodles. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. And you have on hand a can of bamboo shoots, a can of water crescents, and possibly a frozen <laughs> pack of green uh, pea pods. Mm-hmm. This is to have ahead so when you want to make something quick. All you have to do 
is put the mix that they give you with the ramen noodles in the pan. I add a little butter. Boil your noodles. In the meantime, you're chopping a little onion in the in the pan. You dump the chopped up water chestnuts, the bamboo shoots, the pea pods, stir it up, and you snag you a fried chicken breast from any place on the way home, chop it up, and put it in. Mm. So it's um, assembled more than cooked, mm-hmm. and it actually is pretty good. <laughs> that sounds like, so you're fancy, huh? <laughs> well, you can come out and put the flour on your cheek and pretend you're okay. But, listen, I enjoy your so, show so much, and I, I got the biggest kick out of when you came on with the biscuits. I go, I thought that, I thought that. <laughs> but, okay. Uh, a pinch and a hunk and a chunk. <laughs> I'd never get it made. <laughs> Y'all have a good one. I enjoy your show so much, Deborah. Thank right. you, and you I too, enjoy Kevin. you too, Kathleen. Bye-bye. Thank you. Uh, let's take a quick break. When we get back, we've got Joey on the line from Tremont and some open phone lines for you if you'd like to join in today. Give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one 672 7464 We're talking about quick and easy meals to fix for you and your family to enjoy some quality time around the dinner table. Back with more Deep South Dining after this. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. This is Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. Today we're talking about quick family meals, something that you can prepare so that you and your family can enjoy some quality family time together at the dinner table. If you have a recipe like that that comes from your kitchen or maybe you remember something from when you were growing up, give us a call today at one eight seven seven mpb ring Our phone number is one 672 7464 Joey's on the line from Tremont. Joey, good to hear from you. Good morning, Joey. How are y'all? We're doing good. Uh, I used to make this for my youngins. Uh, take a box or maybe two, depending on how big the eaters they are, <laughs> of macaroni and cheese. Mm-hmm. And chop you up some broccoli florets and put in with it after you've got the cheese in it and some real bacon crumbled up and stir it all together. And they would eat that like hog eat slop. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and they get their veggies that way too. <laughs> exactly. That's it. You've got the vegetables in there, and the bacon adds a nice touch as well. That's a quick one, and that uh, that's uh, tasty. And like you say, you got your vegetables in there, so it helps out there getting something healthy to eat. Joey, always good to hear from you. Thanks for calling. Thanks, uh, Joey. Thank y'all. Now, what I love about that, Kevin, you know, it is the idea, especially, you know, when you're busy and you got kids coming home from school, that one dish, you know, instead of, you know, four or five different items that you got to prepare, just being able to have that, you know, one casserole, uh, you know, whether you're using casserole dish or in my case, a cast iron skillet and being able to create yummy meals. And of course, 
you know, uh, pasta is a really big deal. Uh, whether you're making macaroni and cheese or you, you're making some lasagna or, a, you know, a ziti or something to that effect. And if you are concerned about the starches, then you can always use, you know, whole grain noodles and or you can do uh, what Kevin loves to do, which is the uh, using uh, the vegetable spiral mm-hmm. and cre- creating uh, noodles from vegetables that way. Zucchini makes an excellent, excellent spaghetti pasta. Uh, and it's really easy to make, and then you can just put a yummy sauce on it, and kids love it. And also, I'd say, you know, we talk about visual uh, presentation, the the green of the broccoli, and with the uh, macaroni and cheese and a little bit of bacon bits, That's it's visually appealing as well as tasty. So we appreciate Joey for calling in. Got some open phone lines today. We're talking about those quick uh, family meals that you'd like to prepare for your family, or maybe you remember from your family growing up. The number to call is one eight seven seven MPB ring. It's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. You can email the show food at mpbonline.org. Well, with me and Bob, not surprising, we sort of talked about the desserty type item first, but you also brought in uh, some pasta this morning. So tell us about uh, how you prepared that. Well, it's just a quick and easy uh, pasta casserole. Kevin, again, you know, we were talking about the fact that, you know, you want to be able to spend time with your family and sit down and have, you know, dinner. And you don't want to have to cook, you know, every night a lot of different things. So casseroles is a quick and easy way to do that. And so today I just used some um, miniature penne noodles. Uh, They make for perfect little bites for the little ones. And we tossed it into a little uh, red sauce, uh, Kevin, and uh, you can use an over-the-counter uh, red sauce if you don't have time to make a homemade sauce. And then I added all these wonderful fillers into it, to you know, a little bit of uh, onions and tomatoes and bell peppers. And if you don't want to just take the time and chop all that stuff up, you get you a nice can of uh, Rotel uh, vegetables. Dip it in there. It gives you a little bit of spice. Add in a little bit of ground beef, Kevin. Tiny bits of uh, cream for me for this particular dish. We actually didn't add any cheese into this dish, and it's still really creamy. What I used was, in place of the cheese, Kevin, is we used a little bit of sour cream, and we folded that right into the beef along with those mixed vegetables and fold the pasta in, put it in a baking dish, just put a little bit of breadcrumb right on top, put it on the broiler, let it toast it off so it gave it a really beautiful color on top. But the kids love pasta. My grandbaby loves spaghetti, Kevin, and she likes the long noodles, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's that idea of slurping up, <laughs> you know, those really long uh, noodles. And so uh, along with, um, again, you know, instead of just giving them, you know, the traditional uh, floured noodles, you want to change it up and give them a vegetable noodles. You can find those in the marketplace now. They're really easy to find Uh almost at every grocery store. Mm-hmm. You know, that there was uh, one of the shows I used to watch on the Food What Network. Not sure it's uh, still on anymore. It was called, I think, Semi-Homemade or, or something about yes. that. But the idea was, and it's what you suggested, uh, if you don't have time to chop up the vegetables, you can still uh, do a show uh, a meal that's mostly prepared by you, but then you can do a little bit of shortcuts and, and take advantage of some of the things that you find at the grocery store to kind of keep your preparation time uh, down a little bit. The, the thing that I love about the idea of having a prepared meal for your kids opposed to going through the gr- drive through So, Kevin, I had a bunch of teenagers a couple of weeks ago, and we went through a drive through because that's what they wanted. You said we got four teenagers and one adult. I could have gone in the grocery store and shopped for two weeks, when, mm-hmm. you know, with the price that I got from a drive through for one meal. The problem was about two hours later, I had a hungry bunch again. So if I'm cooking at home, they can always go back if they're still hungry and have seconds. And I've still stayed within my budget during the week. 
So taking a couple of days out of the week and preparing home cooked meals is not just a smart thing economically, but it does give you that chance to sit down and look across the table at your family and spend a little time with them that way. And I know that, uh, you know, I think all of us are a little bit busier during the week than on the weekend. So I know what I always like to try to do is prepare something on Saturday or Sunday that can be used throughout the week. And that way, you know, you have a little bit more time to prayer. You've got a good uh, a weekend meal, but also uh, something a little bit, some leftovers to make another meal or two during the week. And that's the thing, you know, with leftovers, Kevin, you end up with so many different, you know, varieties of things that you can do. For instance, um, with this particular uh casserole that I brought in today, if we have some left over for the next uh, day or so, why it's still cool, Kevin, what I'll do is I'll take it and I'll create an egg wash and uh, a little bit of uh, flour and I'll scoop some out and press them and make uh, like pancakes. Hmm. Uh, and the kids really love it. It's pasta, but it's just slightly seared. It makes for a wonderful bite. It's a lot of fun because w- what we're doing is, you know, of course, looking at taking care of our family, but we're looking at the economic you know, parts. And so you want to be able to recreate meals from those leftovers because a lot of times kids will say, well, I don't, we had that yesterday. I don't want it today. So it's just adding a little magic to it. And mothers have been doing that for hundreds of years, just taking it and, you know, the items that you already have and just adding a little bit of, uh, you know, a little bit of mother love to it and creating something else. Also, I think when you make a, a pasta casserole like that, um, because, as you say, pasta reheating can be a little bit uh, challenging, and it may maybe not the texture or the taste that you want. But to me, when it's in a casserole like that, I think it it warms up a little bit better in the microwave, maybe for the next day, of that kind of thing, as opposed to you know just a, just a pasta dish. Well, I think a lot of the thing with pastas, Kevin, and you know you've heard me say this before, is not overcooking the noodles. Even if you're going to use it in a casserole, I'm always going to cook those noodles. Uh, to the point of being al dente, where you have a nice bite in it. Because if I got to put this in the oven, those noodles are still cooking, and you want to be able to give it room to to have a perfect texture. And so, if especially if you're using something like a spaghetti noodles, for instance, because it or uh, angel hair, it can really turn to mush really fast. So you want to cook it just if the box says cook it for 12 minutes. I'm going to suggest that you cook it for eight to nine minutes. Immediately rinse it off, run it under some cool water because if you leave it in the warm water. Those noodles are still cooking and they'll tenderize still as you know as they stay in the water. So you want to go ahead and, and you know flash them under some cool water, rinse them really well, and you have a perfect bite that way. Uh, you know, I moved here when I was in high school and uh, we were living in Florida. And actually, my dad uh, got a job at USM, and so he moved to uh, Hattiesburg before the rest of the family joined him because it was a school year and we were waiting till summertime and that sort of thing. And one thing that my mom used to do was uh, when she cooked a dinner, she would freeze a portion of it for him, and then he would have home-cooked meals to eat when he was uh, there, you know, on his own in Hattiesburg. And so that's another thing, as opposed to just leftovers, is to maybe purposely cook extra, freeze it, put it in the freezer, and then you're able to thaw it out, and then you've got something to go later in the week, that kind of thing. Well, you absolutely. When you were saying it, I was thinking about the house that I grew up in. I was the only girl with three brothers. Uh, and at six-year-olds, they all looked like they were professional football players. So there there was no leftovers, Kevin. I kid you not. It's really funny. We joke about this. My baby brother, the youngest child, I think at birth he must have weighed almost 11 pounds. So can you imagine you got three boys that are six feet tall and taller? Uh, my middle brother would literally, Craig, would, he's six six. He would get down on his knees, Kevin. He wouldn't sit in the chair. It was the weirdest kid ever. <laughs> and he would be eating and humming. 
coming. And before he could take the first bite, he'd look at my mom and say, can I have some more? <laughs> so it's pretty tough having leftovers sometimes, especially when you got a house full of boys. And it gets really expensive when you're trying to take them out for fast foods. That's a testament to your mother's cooking that he knows it's so good that he's going to ask for seconds before he even tastes it. <laughs> well, my mom is truly a, a fantastic cook, uh, Kevin. The joke around the house, though, she was the cook and I was the dishwasher. And so that's why I didn't really learn how to cook until much later in life. And so my brothers would call me Maytag. <laughs> We are talking today about quick family meals. We're kind of reminiscing about some of the things from our family. So if you have some memories of your family, you know, dinner time uh, around the table, sharing some quality time with your family, or if that's what you do today and you have some recipes for um, um, those kind of meals, quick, easy meals the whole family can enjoy, we've got some open phone lines, so give us a call today. The number is 1-877-MPB-RING. Our phone number is one 877 Six seven two seven four six four. You can always email the show. It's food at mpbonline.org. Time to take another break. When we get back, we've got some open phone lines, so we'd love to hear from you this morning about your quick family meals. An evening of jazz can be just what the doctor ordered. Join me, Meredith Michelle, with WJSU's Evening Jazz. 7 to 10 weeknights on MPB Music Radio. Welcome back. This is Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. I'm Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. We're talking today about some quick family meals, the idea of uh, being able to prepare something so that the entire family can get together at dinner and share a meal and also some quality family time there. You know, I think uh, with uh, busy schedules, uh, work, kids going to school, other uh, uh, after-school activities, sometimes it's hard for the whole family to get together. But in addition to enjoying uh, some good food, you know, dinner around the table, gives everybody a chance to visit and see how things are going. You can check in on your kids if you need to. It's just a good old-fashioned uh, great time to, to get together and enjoy uh, family members. Uh, so we'd like to hear from you this morning. Maybe you have a favorite uh, meal that you prepare. Uh, so we're give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring Our phone number is one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. We've got some phone lines, uh, some phone calls on the phone line. Let's start in Diamond Head. Drew's called in today. Good morning, Drew. Hey, Drew. Good morning. How are y'all? Doing good. Fantastic. Yeah, I've uh, I've historically always been a crockpot guy, but uh, my future mother-in-law bought us a digital pressure cooker Mm -hmm. uh, recently, and we have been making it, basically using it like a very high-speed crockpot, so normally the things that you would cook, slow cook in the crockpot, you can cook really fast in a digital pressure cooker. So we've been doing beans mm-hmm. uh, without even having to rinse them, uh, beef stew, pork roast, everything that would normally take all day. And I know crock pots are easy for family cooking, but if you don't get up and set it up in the morning, it won't be ready in the evening. Right. So, so I just want to put it out there that you can take a digital pre- pressure cooker and it kind of takes the, the pressure off to get it all set up <laughs> in the morning, if you will. That's a, that's a good point, Drew, and it's almost interesting that you're right. The, the the crock pot is the slow method, the pressure cooker, the quick method, but both work really well. My brother, uh, who lives up in New York City, has a pressure cooker, and it was interesting that you mentioned beans because he said you know, he loves doing uh, fresh beans in there. Uh, but also um, – it, it can make things very tender, if, if like cuts of meat or that sort of thing. Uh, either way, uh, you get some good tender uh, meals out of that. I think this week we're going to do a pork roast. 
with uh, using gumbo starter as the gravy. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> that sounds good. Uh, Drew, thanks for the call. Good to hear from you in Diamond Head this morning. Thank you. Yeah, I like the <laughs> idea of definitely using pressure cookers and crock pots, uh, Kevin. And crock pots are really great. It's what he said. You know, you can, uh, whether you have uh, one that's, uh, you know, the new technologies that's going to get you there quicker or the slow cooker. So, you know, most moms and dads are headed out to work and kids are off to school. And so you can put something in and turn it down on low and, you know, have unless your name is Sam Wells, you usually do really well. <laughs> I miss Sam. <laughs> you do really well with cooking a meal in a, in a crock pot. Well, that's interesting because to me, uh, that, that was something that I guess, again, as a kid co- sort of growing up and that they kind of went out of favor, I think, for a while. But now they seem to be uh, back in favor. And the other thing is, you know, if you're able to get that in there, you hit, hit it uh, on the low when you go to work. And then when you come home, you've got a kitchen full of just wonderful smells and, and you really look forward to sharing that dinner with your family. Absolutely. And, um, you know, the wonderful thing, too, Kevin, you know, uh, that I want to talk about is the safety part. You know, of course, they're, they're, when you get these items, they, they're these little tabs on that tells you not to use them, you know, when you're away from home to stay and watch them. But there are also items that you can buy now with little safety tabs on. And if it gets overheated, it'll pop it off and it'll just turn it off automatically. But for me, it just makes a lot of sense. You know, you're really busy and you really want to be able to cook a great meal. We've got some more phone calls to get to. We're going to visit with Betty in Houston. Good morning, Betty. Hey, Betty. Good morning. Good morning. What do you have for us? Well, I, we, my daughter and I grill a lot on Saturdays because she works on Sunday, and we have leftovers for Sunday lunch. And this Saturday, we had some really cheap uh, loin-in pork chops that she had bought some at one of the local groceries. And I had some chicken breasts, boneless chicken breasts that were huge that I had bought for a song at a local grocery store <laughs> when they were on sale. So we made kebabs. Oh, wow. And I skewered them. I put, I put them in a marinade. And uh, But in addition to that, we also skewered some cherry tomatoes mm-hmm. and uh, pineapple and mushrooms and two kinds of peppers that we had marinated and roasted some okra that was... <laughs> Absolutely wonderful. Wow. A huge pot of rice hmm. and a salad. So then on Sunday, we had way leftovers. So we had the rest of the family come and, and eat with us. We had just a huge bunch of people still got leftovers. <laughs> <laughs> but for Sunday lunch, then I did. So I took the leftover rice and mixed it with chicken broth and, and cheese and popped it in the oven and made a light rice casserole out of that. So that was a little bit different. And it was just good, and we still got got chicken to like put on salads or make chicken salad out of. And mm-hmm. It's just good, you know. We have we have a lot of fun doing it, and um, it's a family thing. So I just wanted to share. All right, thank you so much. Thanks Betty. for the call, Betty. And that's as you mentioned, you know, Deborah. That's uh, some little quick thinking there, and you take a leftover and you do a little of your magic with it, and you've got a completely different dish uh, while using up the leftovers. And boy, uh, you know, kebabs there, grilled pork and, and chicken, some good stuff. And as she said, that that's useful then for in a chicken salad, that kind of thing. So great way to really stretch the resources. And also with the kebabs, Kevin, on the other end of that, you can take some fresh food for the kids, you know, your grapes and strawberries and bananas and allow the kids to put them together. And, they and you know, and children really do love getting involved, taking their little fingers and they think they've done something really grown up and it's a great way to give them something healthy you know in the process so you can use kebabs and you know do the meat 
things that, that you want to do, or you can t- just use some fresh fruit. And that's the thing is I think what a, a lot of people might not realize how well fruit and vegetables do on the grill. So don't forget Absolutely. that when you're out there uh, grilling with your family. We've got Herb who's called in, who's on the road listening to the show this morning. Good morning, Herb. Hey, Herb. Good morning. Good morning. Good, morning. Good. What do you have for us? Yeah, I, uh, I was just real interested. I just got back home from a uh, long trip overseas, and usually um, when I get back home, I think of uh, corned beef hash and pork and beans that my mother used to make quite a bit. It's uh, sort of what I'm looking at at this point. It's always, you know, the, the fact... Still there? Yes, yeah. uh-huh. I was about to say to you... Okay, it... yeah, uh, and that was just a real family favorite. Uh, you know, get to fill it nice and hot and get that... Those onions cooking in some uh, uh, bacon grease and throw in the flour and uh, get it to the right uh, texture and uh, pour in your water. And uh, plus you have some boiled potatoes in there. You, you, you cut them up and uh, put them in with the corned beef. And uh, I tell you, I can live on that uh, bread and butter for a long time. <laughs> Corn hash is definitely um, a really wonderful, but what really impressed me is the fact that you just said that you've been out of the country on a long trip, and the first thing you thought about when you got back was your mom's cooking. And, you know, and that's one of the reasons that I'm always going to promote those family meals, even if it's just once a week, bringing your family home around the table, cooking a meal, hearing your children's laughter, having great conversations and getting back to those grassroots kinds of ideas, because whether you're out of the country or, you know, whether you are, you know, young at heart, you know, you still remember your those moments with your family, those smells and fragrances and those tastes will last you a lifetime. Thanks, Herb, for the call. Good to hear from you. <clears throat> I totally agree. And, you know, that's the, the, the idea is, <clears throat> as you said, think of all the memories that you and your family created when you were growing up. And as you said, maybe just once a week, maybe try to make it <clears throat> a special you know, night of the week. But then you're also creating those same sorts of memories uh, for your children and, and you, the next generation of your family to enjoy. Because it is amazing the way uh, food uh, brings us together like that. And as I said, uh, you, you've got some good food to eat and also a good chance to to bond and, and let everybody know what each other are doing because, you know, it, it is so busy, kids doing some things, uh, folks, maybe the parents at work and, and that sort of thing. So it's a great way to get together and kind of check in on everybody and see how things are going. And the, and the other thing is, Kevin, even if you don't have time, let's say, to stop and really cook, there there are so many now um, shops that you can stop and buy pre-cooked foods that all you have to do is just take them home and warm them up. And so less than 20 to 30 minutes, you warmed up a great meal. You didn't have to do all the work. And then, you know, if you're really sassy, you just pull out the paper plates because, you know, the kids don't want to wash dishes and, <laughs> you know, nobody wants to have to deal with that. So, but And as we said, uh, even with uh, with a crock pot or even if you're if it's a meal, you do have to kind of maybe plan ahead and, and, and do some thinking. What are some keys to making sure that maybe when you get home uh, from work, uh, you can kind of get this uh, meal put together as quickly as possible? I guess maybe pulling things out of the freezer, thawing some other ideas, maybe to plan ahead when you're thinking about meals. A- absolutely, Kevin. You know, the, the first. First thing that I would say, since we're keeping it simple, you know, if never pull out more than two to four items, you know, you don't want to overwhelm yourself in the kitchen. So you're looking for something quick and simple, like a casserole or, you know, a crock pot dish. You know, you may want to put a roast in there early. So you do need those things thawed out 
uh, or if, you, if you're going to go to the market and buy them fresh so you can just, you know, cook for that day. It may just be uh, a situation where you want to run in the grocery store, clip some coupons, take the kids with you. And it's a great way to teach them responsibility. I have I love the grocery store. I meet so many amazing people there. Uh, and one of the things I notice when I'm in Kroger's is a lot of times they've got these cute little um, miniature baskets mm-hmm. now that are designed for kids. It's a great way to teach them responsibility for the household. So you've got these little kids with coupons and they're picking out items. And, and I've seen parents with calculators getting the kids to count that stuff up. Do you have enough money to buy it? So you're teaching them, you know, family relationships, responsibility and economics all by, you know, to spending that family time in the grocery store. And and then again, it's, you know, getting home and not being overwhelmed. So you want to keep it simple. You don't have to be complicated to create a, a great dish. You know, it's basic items. You want to make sure you got a little chicken, you know, in the house. Um, and if you're going to do fish items, you usually want to make sure that you get those items fresh. Because even if you put them in a freezer, Kevin, for me, after a couple of weeks, um, the texture of fish uh, will change. And especially if you don't have freeze-dried, you know, have them freeze dry. Uh, you want to keep a little beef, you know, some pork chops in the house. Those just simple items that you can pull out, cook in a few minutes. You and the kids can get in the kitchen together. And, you know, one of the things that that um, I like to suggest, too, is, you know, mom and dad kind of switch up days, you know, so the, or everybody's in the kitchen doing it together so that not just one person in the house is overwhelmed when it's cook night. A couple of things uh, that uh, I thought think of is um, <clears throat> when you guy, you know, sometimes it's uh, more economical at the grocery store to buy bulk, larger portions. And so <clears throat> if it's more than you would use for one meal, what I like to do is as soon as you get home from the grocery store, get some freezer bags or maybe some large sandwich bags and divide up into, you know, what you might use for one meal. That way you're not pulling out, you know, 10, 15 pork chops if you only need three or four. You've got them already, uh, you know, uh, portioned out so you can grab what you need and thaw those out. And also... Um, one thing I've learned from the the meal services that I've used the blue the blue apron the blue home chef that apron. sort of thing <laughs> is the idea of the, the the first step in all of those is always to prepare to do all your chopping and that sort of thing. So I think if you take a few minutes when you start your meal, maybe to do that prep work, uh, then everything's ready to go and it makes the the uh, you don't have to stop and you know chop some carrots or that sort of thing. It's all set and ready to go. And it's funny to me when you watch the the shows on the on the cooking network and that sort of thing, they already have all that plan. You know, so there's some poor grunt who's uh, who's not on camera that's done all that work, and it's amazing how they just oh well here is you know two cups of something chopped up. So uh, do that ahead of time, and I think that like I said, that helps you uh, speed the process along, and you don't get bogged down and maybe not watching something and have it overcooked that sort of thing. Absolutely. And again, it's a great way to pull the kids in the kitchen. If, if they're old enough, Kevin, you know, you pull your teenagers in and you give one of them some onions to chop, especially if they've been bad at school. You know, <laughs> um, you, know you want to give somebody else some carrots to chop or whatever it is. And that, that way the whole family's right there together and they're involved. And it's a great way to ask them how was their day and what's going on. And then it takes some of the load off of you. And then everybody's there together and it gives you a sense of ownership. You know, anytime you cook something, and I know you know this, it is just that sense of pride that you have for preparing a meal. And so kids get to feel that same thing when they're in the kitchen with you. And you can say, well, today, you know, Dakota cooked cornbread and, you know, her chest is all stuck out and she wants everybody in the room to know I made that cornbread, especially when it's really yummy. Yeah. And like you say, that's a good way to get all the kids involved and and let them, uh, you, you know, feel a sense of ownership. And also, again, 
It's a good chance to teach them about the idea of, you know, why we're doing this, what sort of ingredients we're using, healthy ingredients and that, that sort of thing. And, and again, more time to bond with your family. So. I know when I was uh, younger and my grandmother would be in the kitchen. Now, of course, I was a dishwasher, Kevin, but still I would be there. And she it was her chance to tell me stories about her life and what it was like for her growing up. And she I could hear her singing songs. And uh, so it's it's like uh, the connection made even cleaning a lot easier because she was there with me and it was this bonding time. And so even now there are certain things that I can smell and those memories will come right up. And it's just really a blessing to have had those moments. We need to take one final break this hour. When we get back, we'll wrap up our discussion. We're talking today about the quick family meal, something that you can prepare to give your family a chance to stay together and uh, enjoy some quality time around the dinner table while having a good meal as well. We'll be back to wrap up Deep South Dining after this quick break. Podcasts of your favorite MPB Think Radio programs are available now. With any podcast app, you can search, subscribe, and never miss a second of MPB Think Radio. Welcome back. This is Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. We're talking about quick family meals, some uh, things that you can prepare uh, that makes a tasty meal for your family, but also gives you time when you all sit down at the dinner table to uh, enjoy each other, some family bonding time while you enjoy good food. We've got some open phone lines and a little bit of time left in the program, so if you'd like to join in, it's one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one eight seven seven. 672-7464. You can always email the show food at mpbonline.org. Java, our producer, wants to chime in with the, with the family recipe you have. Java, go ahead. Yeah, I, um, I dabble in the kitchen every once in a while. So, um, Mr. Dabble Dabble. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, um, you know, my wife, she went, uh, school started back just like we were talking about, and she's a teacher, so, you know, she's back, back in, back in the swing of things at the high school. Um, but one of the go-to meals, and we actually made it a couple of days ago, it's like, I call them big boy, um, uh, pig in the blankets mm-hmm. <laughs> because we use the the hot dogs, not the mini ones, right. but the actual hot dogs, and take a pack of crescent rolls. Mm-hmm. So you you know you unroll, un unpack them, and then you roll up the hot dog in the crescent roll, put it all in a little pan, cover it. It's like it's no rhyme or reason. Just cover it with the chili that you get out the can. Put some cheese on top of it. Put it in the oven. <laughs> let it work. Let it do its magic. When it comes out, the bread's all flaky. It's all cheesy. It's all ooey. It's all gooey, and it's good. <laughs> I like that. That's a, a, a major upgrade over the, the pigs in the blank there with the chili and the cheese. So that, that sounds really good. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's yeah, it's real sounds, nice. That sounds good. And, and uh, you know, our little ones, no complaints. <laughs> and that definitely sounds like a, a meal a dad would be, you know, the kids really love that. And the moms come home, and she's like, what the heck did you feed my kids today, right? And, all the kids happy bouncing off the ceiling, you know. So, um, you know, we're as well as quick and easy, we're also maybe thinking about the idea of healthy meals. I think all of us could uh, always remember to think about uh, healthy food when we sit Absolutely. down to eat. And I think one of the ideas to make a balanced meal or a more healthy meal is to think about a rainbow and think about the bright colors when, when we think vegetables. 
uh, fruits and vegetables, Kevin, and I'm glad you brought that up because I've made some notes here. Um, you know, making sure you keep some fresh fruit in the house is always a plus. Watermelons are an easy go-to. Most kids really love your melons, whether it's your watermelons or, uh, you know, uh, or any of the, you know, your melons that, that are available during the particular season. Keeping some things like grapes and strawberries where your little ones can, you know, just easily grab them. When my daughter was small, again, it's that Ziploc bag that you were talking about. I would cut up some fruit and put it on the lower shelf of the refrigerator because inevitably the kids are going to go in the refrigerator cabin. So there's something really yummy right there at, at her reach. Uh, and then, you know, for cold treats, it's something as simple as taking those popsicle stands that you can buy uh, at your family dollar store or at a dollar tree and the, the little popsicle uh, containers, pour some, um, put some fresh fruit in Kevin and just pour some, your favorite juices, whether it's some orange juice or some, uh, and I like to use white grape juice and pour it and freeze it. So your kids have gotten homemade popsicles. I mean, there are just so many wonderful things that we could do. Uh, you know, to keep the kids happy and in balance. And you're right, kids actually are attracted to colors. And those colors really do have an effect on your psyche, uh, your energy level, as well as your taste buds. Did you know that food had had color taste? Hmm. So it, it really, it, being able to give your children a little bit of all of that experience, Kevin, is just a wonderful, wonderful gift to give to your family. And, you know, I think the tr- traditionally you know, sort of a, a lettuce salad has been kind of an appetizer or a, a course before the main meal. But also I would say, uh, you know, just maybe some ch- chopped up fresh fruit, uh, maybe some apple slices uh, with some grapes, that sort of thing, or just uh, some raw vegetables. That would be a really healthy and colorful substitute for uh, the traditional lettuce salad if you're looking to branch out and try something a little bit different. And with those fresh fruits and vegetables, Kevin, you know, to be able to keep a little bit of peanut butter on hand to use for a dip so you, your kids are getting, you know, excellent source of protein and antioxidants as long, you know, with those uh, wonderful fruits and vegetables that they're eating. Uh, Mikey's on the line from Mobile. Good morning, Mikey. Hey, Mikey. Good morning. Oh, what Good morning. Wonderful show as usual. Um, uh, I, I just wanted to bring up something that hadn't been mentioned yet. Um, uh, the gentleman who, uh, the pressure cooker thing, he's got it. I love men who cook anyway. Good job, Java. Uh, <laughs> you know. um, but uh, one appliance that I have found, and I was I was pretty much a snob about it, to tell you the truth, initially, <laughs> because I thought, how stupid can you be to not know how to just put some rice and some water together and boil them? But a rice cooker has saved me so much time. You don't have, I mean, you, and this is something, too, that's the other thing. A pasta and stuff, you kind of don't want, maybe that's not a good thing for kids to start with, you know. But a rice cooker, you, they can measure it. They learn something about math. They can, you know, plug it in. And in 20 minutes, and now we have all these wonderful rices. I mean, brown rice, basmati rice, jasmine rice. You know, I mean, we are so fortunate to have all this stuff. And then rice is so versatile after it's cooked, if you have any leftover. Hey, I got those six-foot-four brothers. I know But if you have any leftover, you can do so much with it, everything. And, I mean, we... I, Louisiana probably grows some of the best rice in the world, don't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> 
And that's sure. uh, that's the thing is that there are several uh, kitchen gadgets that you can get that make the preparation a little bit easier. And, and the pressure cooker, the rice cooker, is definitely one of them. Mikey, thanks you. Uh, Thank good, you, uh, Mikey. Good always to hear from you. And you know, we talked about this idea of uh, <clears throat> you know a meal. And if 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 you maybe want to start on this and try to wean yourself off of, of fast food, you know, maybe once a week, it, you can start out slowly and and get your family together. Because again, if we're talking about families that have busy schedules, I think, you know, just devote one day a week where you all can get together. And again, uh, the family bonding time, but it'll be easy. And I think that might be kind of a special thing that hopefully uh, folks in the family will begin to look forward to. I think there's a huge revival moving back to that. You know, and of course, here in Mississippi, we are definitely supporting from farm to table uh, movement, Kevin. I think it is absolutely necessary. But I was just thinking, you know, uh, growing up in the 60s, I'm not going to tell you how old I am. <laughs> but growing up in the 60s, you know, for me, going to McDonald's or some of these other fast food chains was really a celebration. You know, it was a reward. It wasn't a daily treat. It was uh, something that we truly looked forward to. But if you look at how our uh, social uh, psyche has changed over the last 50 years, it's just quite amazing because now we're driving through. Uh, you know, the fast food and we're passing by that special family time. And so, you know, my desire is to inspire people to just again, if it's only just one day a week, because I know people are busy. You know, we have uh, my grandmother said you're in a hurry going nowhere. You know, we just we have all these assignments that we've given ourselves during the day. And so a lot of times you, when you come home at the end of the day, you, the cooking is the last thing that's you know on your mind. But just designating that one day a week or, you know, or once a month where you sit your family down and prepare a meal it will just change your whole life, you know, because there are things that we miss just in, you know, spending time with each other. And so, because everybody's got a cell phone. I looked at my grandbaby the other day, Kevin, she had a cell phone, she had an iPad and she had some other kind of game. And I was like, (laughs) oh my God, you know? And so being able to just turn those things off for just a few minutes and really look at each other and love on each other, I think is really valuable. And you mentioned the farm to table and the idea we talked on the show a lot about the the number of um, uh, farmers markets that are out there. And I know we had some folks from two dog farms last week and they gave us some fresh vegetables. And so I got some zucchini and I thought, well, instead of, uh, you know, the pasta like I usually make, I tried something a little different. All I did was chopped it up, you know, into bite-sized pieces, put a little olive oil and some seasoning, mixed it up, put it in the oven at uh, 425 for about 15 minutes. And I had some roast zucchini. So you have some vegetables uh, in your meal there and it's fresh and it's fairly easy to prepare. So those are some things to think about. Uh, Again, colorful, tasty, but also you're helping your family have a little bit more of a healthy meal uh, when you're all together, you know, bonding and enjoying some good food. Absolutely. And then you uh, back to that farm to table thing, Kevin. Um, I went to an event this past Tuesday, as part of a a food giveaway. And one of the things that the Good Samaritans was suggesting is that, you know, your old milk cartons, you take them, rinse them out, put some dirt in, and allow your kids to grow plants, and then they'll have something to cook later. Very good. That's going to wrap us up for today. Deep South Dining is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio, funded by generous contributions from you, our listeners. Our show was produced by Java Chapman, and our call screener was Michelle McAdoo. So for Deborah Hunter, I'm Kevin Farrell. Inviting you to stay tuned. Up next, it's Now You're Talking with Marshall Ramsey, followed by Southern Remedy at 11. We'll be back next Monday at 9 for another Deep South Dining. It's heard only on MPB Think Radio.